Hey, this is Gordon from the Riff Radio Show Podcast, a radio show dedicated to the music of Generation X. We release a new show every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and we play music from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and we take your requests. And unlike the old days when you had to wait forever to get your request on your favorite radio show, I always put your requests on our Saturday morning all-request episode. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes of any episode and request a song. The Riff is only available on Spotify, so head on over today and subscribe. The Riff, only on Spotify. Hey everybody, I get this question a lot, so I'm going to go ahead and answer it right now. Uh, what is Sci-Fi Super Show? Well, science, it's science fiction, superheroes, some fantasy stuff. Basically, contents from movies, TV, books, comic books. If you have a topic or an idea you think we should cover in the podcast, or you see something cool online you want to share with some like-minded friends, then uh, come on down to Sci-Fi Super Show on Facebook. Check us out. Welcome to Force Lore Comics, your weekly update to the Star Wars universe as depicted in the Marvel comic books. Join your hosts Jim and Tim as they recap the releases of the previous week. For more in-depth talks about Star Wars, Jim and Tim can also be found on Our Certain Point of View, a Star Wars and Mandalorian podcast. Force Lore Comics and Our Certain Point of View are fan-based podcasts and have no affiliations with Disney, Lucasfilm, Marvel, or any of their subsidiaries. Hello there, and welcome to Force Lore Comics from our certain point of view. I'm Jim. And... <laughs> did you just say you're Jim? I did, I pulled a you. I'm Tim. I thought you were Tim. I thought I was Jim. I'm Jim. <laughs> I'm Tim. Uh, hello there, and welcome to Force... Anyway, we're, we're leaving it in there. Uh, we've got some news. Let's talk about news. Um... Before we get started uh, with tonight's episode, this is the seventh episode of, of Force Lore Comics. We're talking about High Republic, issue number four. Uh, my first bit of news is, is sort of an apology, and I know we're listed to just talk about the uh, Marvel books, uh, but IDW's High Republic number three came out last week with Marvel's High Republic number four. Um, we are not going to cover IDW's book this week. Uh, we'll probably add a piece in next week. When we talk about the next Bounty Hunters book. Bounty Hunters. So, I like them. I yeah. like them a lot. Um, so that is, I mean, it's just a slight delay on that conversation. If you are an IDW reader and you also like to hear us talk about it, then you just got to wait an extra week. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the notes, Tim, that you prepared, and it literally says, Hello there and welcome to Four Score Comics from our certain point of view. I'm Tim. But you're not. You're Jim. <laughs> yeah, but you, you said it. And you said Jim. <laughs> Are you going to need this level of scripting, buddy? Because we've been doing pretty good for over a year so far. <laughs> you know what the problem is? <laughs> this is this is the issue. You've made this mistake multiple times. I have done this several times. <laughs> and I'm I Tim. have not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I have. And like in our now... third podcast was the first time, and it's just been kind of a running trip ever since. Yeah, it's been it's yeah. been a thing that I wanted to joke about forever, and now I've accidentally I've fallen. You've been face first you've been right in my own hoisted on your own petard. Yeah. Have you ever heard that phrase? No. Really. That that used to be a common phrase. I I gotta tell you, I find uh, man segways, segways, segways. I find it fascinating how I don't many. Know um, no, that guy died. Um, how many? What I consider common expressions have been lost in the last pretty much twenty years. 
Because yeah. I'm in my late 40s. Uh, foist, it's either foisted or hoisted. I think it's foisted on your own petard. means that you've been basically done in by yourself. You accidentally planned your own you know, downfall. Um, oddly enough, they talked about this on the Talking Dead uh, podcast the other day. But uh, the other on our certain point of view, I mentioned the term 86th which is a term meaning get rid of, and I was like, everybody knows that, but I was the only, you and Papa Bear weren't familiar. I don't know, I'm fascinated by, like, how language is evolving. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm an old man before I'm an old man, Tim, or Jim, or whoever you are. Whoever. Anywho. What? I was foisted on my own petard once. Ha! <laughs> All right. Anywhere. Any other news? It I, looks like you got more news. I do have another piece of news on here, and uh, we're going to talk more about this uh, this weekend when we got Papa Bear back on the show. Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. Uh, we are going to change our Papa countdown Bear. to question mark question mark question marks. Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga release date has been put on hold indefinitely. We do oh, not no. know when it's coming out. That's terrible um, news. Of course, I don't. What platforms is that again? I know it's the Switch. All of them. So it is PS4? Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm, now I'm upset because I have a PS4. And it's supposed to be awesome. It's supposed to, like, it will include, I, I, it will include I, space I, battles. I, it is going to include... I, um, you can start anywhere you want in the saga. So you don't have to start at 1 or you don't have to start at 4. Like, you could play the game through your whatever your preferred watching order is which I'm super excited about. Um, and obviously the Lego Star Wars games have, have come out. A lot of them have come out. Um, they haven't released one since 2016. It's actually been five years. Um, and I think that was the Force Awakens game. There's been no Last Jedi, no Rise of Skywalker game. So this is going to have the nine. I don't think it has the other two. It's just the nine Skywalker saga movies. Um, but it's going to be really exciting because you can you can play through them in any order. And they've said... This is a new game. You will not be replaying old missions from all these old Lego Star Wars games. So, I don't know how different they can make certain aspects of the old... Like, I don't know what they're doing differently. Um, right. But I'm excited that, that they're they're confident enough to say that. Um, yeah. You know, cause that's when you're, sad that it's on hold. Yeah, I don't it's know what sad. that's about. Um, it's it's I was, I was a happy little... Until now. Concerning that the yeah. Mandalorian book went on hold indefinitely. They got a lot of uh, irons in the fire. Now that's a phrase you've heard, right? They got a lot of irons in the fire? What's a fire? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, is this blacksmithing? So anyway, <laughs> um, that's the, that's well, yeah, the news so, that I've got. I don't yeah. think anything else um, big, and we'll, we'll again, we'll I be talking something. more about that. What do you got? Well, it's not really news. I don't know when this came out. Um, um, so, can Hayden Christensen act? <laughs> this is a question that's been asked since he said uh, Master Kenobi would be very upset with me or whatever he said. <laughs> what did he say about cutting up the pear with the knife? Uh, and since he said sand, did he say gets cross? everything. He would be very cross with me, yes. Uh, and when, uh, you know, the whole 
you're blinded by your love, but love makes us blind. Like, none of that actually made sense, that whole speech he had with Padme about love. And that's from Revenge of the Sith, actually. Um, so, since these lines have been uttered by this man, people you have doubted... You're so beautiful. You must be blind. <laughs> but then love is love. blind and... Oh my gosh. It is terrible writing. We know that. The question is that despite and it has a writing, permanent though, home <laughs> right in here. All right, this, keep this, Sorry. Yes. Despite the fact that it's terrible writing, though, we know that, like, uh, you know, somehow you and McGregor never failed to make Obi-Wan a compelling and awesome character. And, you know, same with, like, Christopher Lee and stuff. So people have been like, well, maybe. Hayden Christensen's a bad actor. Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun Although dun. the parts where he's good, I'm like, he's obviously very good. Like, uh, to me, that's one of the most emotional parts is the whole, I, I hate you. You were my brother. Like, I thought that was really well done. But anyway, so the, the pseudo news I have is I was uh, stumbling through um, Amazon Prime video and uh, found a movie called The Last Man. And now this is an adult movie, it's not for kids, um, and it's a, it's a kind of a post-apocalyptic type thing, and it is, uh, Hayden Christensen is the, the lead uh, character in this, and it's also got Harvey Keitel, who I love, if you're familiar with uh, the Tarantino films, he, he's, a, you know, in a lot of those, but, um... I'm going to tell you what, man. He plays this uh, very emotionally damaged former soldier in this post-apocalyptic world, he is fantastic. Um, so uh, I have no more questions. This, this guy can't act. Um, so, yeah, that's the little bit of news I had. If you want to see Hayden Christensen play a different role, uh, he, he you know, playing this broken down, you know, he, I mean, he's, he's still a young man, at least in, I don't know what his real life age is, but in the movie, I think he says he's 36 years old. So he's still a fairly young man. I consider that young anyway. But um, he... Uh, but he's, you know, basically, it's a lot of mileage on this dude, and he, he does it really, really well. So that's, that's all I had to say. Well, to uh, get us back on track, I'll say if... Uh, Do it. With, with, us, it. with us being off track, I, I just wanted to say this. If uh, Master Obi-Wan caught me doing this, he'd be very <laughs> he'd be grumpy. Very cross. Grumpy! Even worse. Grumpy. <laughs> He'd be, be very grumpy. I'm, I'm Obi-Wan and I'm grumpy. I'm one of the seven dwarves. Anyway. Oh my gosh. I, I was reminded yet again of one of the million reasons why Obi-Wan and Ahsoka compete for my favorite character in Star Wars. Because it depends on my mood. But I, And you saw the meme because I sent it to you today. Just that scene in the Clone Wars where Count Dooku says... <laughs> In order for there to be uh, beauty in the world, there must also be ugliness. And Obi-Wan says, and we thank you for your sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, that, that's Obi-Wan. I love yeah, that is. man so much. Non-stop. <laughs> and we thank you for your sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. That sense of humor is just brilliant. Uh, all right, so are we ready to talk comic books? Yeah, High Republic number four. This was released last week. April 7th. Está que bueno. Yeah. Um, yeah. And all of the uh, all the other credits for this are the same. Written by Kevin Scott. Uh, written as are the same as the previous three High Republic books. Um, they seem to be. They seem to have their uh, contracts in line to stay with us for at least a while. Um, I don't have the title on here. Why did I set that down? Um, Jim, distract them by continuing to tell them the credits. 
Um, so the credits were, uh, well, I think you just said it was released April 7th. Uh, Kavan Scott wrote it. Art by, well, then it's a typo. It's C-A-V-A-N. Yeah, his name's Kevin. Kevin. I thought you said Kevin. Um, art by Ario Anandito. Yeah. And... Anchor, well, let me finish reading because, and also I was going to say, anchor Mark Morales, colorist Annalisa Leone, and cover art by Phil Noto. That's right. There were a couple of images in this comic book that I very much appreciate, and I, I'm an artist myself, and I'm, <coughs> I'm what they call an autodidact. Do you know what that word means, Tim? Mm, you don't, no. because see, I collect random words the way other people collect. Say, you know, old Tupperware containers. Anyway, autodidact means self-taught. I didn't take any art classes, no but I grew up... <laughs> autodidact. Um, I grew up uh, basically collecting comic books, and then I would copy the art I saw. And um, this is one of those books that I would very much be... Would have been, and actually, even at the age I am now, and like, huh, I might want to try to recreate some of these images on my own. I'm really um, there's excited some, There's some cool that. pictures in there. That's what yeah. I used to do. That's that's the, the sketches that I started learn. with was was comic book sketches, um, based on that's stuff that's why that Todd I was McFarlane's at. one of my favorite art artists because uh, <clears throat> what art I can make um, is largely because of Todd McFarlane. Yeah. Um, so the book that we have here is called Song of the Drengear. Um, it is part of, this is chapter four of the story arc, There Is No Fear, um, which kind of takes us right into our setup. Um, they have come across the Drengear again. We're back on, we're on Sedri Minor, which is a planet off in the, uh, what do they call it now, the frontier? Outer Rim? The or, Galactic yeah, Frontier. Uh, yeah. Um, which is, you know, way out there. It's the reason they have Starlight Beacon. A bunch of Jedi who are stationed at Starlight Beacon, including the Marshal, Avar Chris, yeah. um, are all on this mission. And they've come across some more Dren gear. One Jedi, Tarek, has been killed. And another, um, who we were really kind of growing to like, Skier, but he was losing his mind here. I, we got to like Skier in Light of the Jedi. Yeah. Um, is where we got to like Skier a lot. So if you didn't read that book, you find out about him there. <clears throat> you really grow to like him, and then you start to see yep. the tragedy that's unfolding with him as he seems to be, you know, going to darker and darker places as these four issues yeah. go on. But just at the end of this last issue, issue number three, um, he was taken under their control, and he's now got Seemingly the other three on. Jedi captive. Yeah. Yep. Um, with the Dren gear. As well as an innocent boy. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and the Dren gear yep. start off by making a, a very natural mistake. And I'll go back to the to the flashback in just a second. Um, but they make a very natural mistake when we when we actually see all of our characters in real time. They're trapped in the Dren gear tentacles. And they just like constantly say feed, feed, feed. But, but they don't feed right away. It's like... It's like all the bad guys in any movie that tell you their plan. Like, their plan is to yeah. eat you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or, like, every single time the stormtroopers say, Stop! Drop your blasters! Right. And the rebels never do that. They just shoot. Yeah. Um, Which goes to my argument that the stormtroopers are actually maybe the good guys. Maybe. They're not. They always say, Stop! Drop your blasters! Yeah. They never shoot first. <laughs> 
Han Solo does. So yeah. yeah, so yeah, we're we're in a scary place here, man. Yeah. Skier's under the control of the Dring Gear. They've grown him a new arm. That's all made up of plant tendrils. He speak every time he talks, his his little voice, the bubble is in um, is in black, indicating that it's actually the Dringier speaking through him. This is scary stuff. He's got the Marshall uh, Avar Chris tied up. He's got his yeah. You already said all that. Yeah. So we start on a low note. Well, we start. Where on do a, you want to go from there? We start on a slightly higher note. Um, but first, well, they have what a kind flashback. of yeah, yeah? What kind of creature is Skier? He is, uh, he, uh, he's what Bosk is, yeah. um, which is, uh, like, well, uh, what is Bosk? Tell me, I can't Are remember. Are they Trandoshans? Uh, they're Trandoshans, Okay, yes. I'll see. <laughs> when you didn't I, know I it right away, I, I doubted myself a little bit. No, you're right. It, I'm Tim. He's a Trandoshan. Now, <laughs> so, um, I so, can't remember my name, but I remember Trandoshan. That's right. So one of the, uh, one of the big things that I wanted to talk about is the the ability with the with this Trandoshan? We've talked about this on a couple of our podcasts. Like who, how Bosk started is just kind of that you know, funny looking creature on the on the Star Destroyer in Episode Five. Um, to what we're starting to see, what we saw in Clone Wars, to what we're starting to see in the comics, where they're making them to be these really big, tough kind of kind of guys, um, and. Gals, I assume they have in their species. I don't know. Have we seen any female Trandoshans? That's a great question. I'm pretty sure we did in the in Clone, Clone Wars, Wars maybe. Okay, I'm trying to yeah. remember. Anyway, um, they make them like just big, massive. Like I am this actual tough, crazy thing, and they actually do a really, really good job, um, especially in like this flashback that we're going to see at the beginning. So I wanted to bring it up. Um, in going back and forth between him being very scary and menacing and him being the the calm, collected Jedi that he is and actually showing that even though he's such a fierce-looking creature. It was just a um, another compliment to the artwork, I guess I'm saying. So in the, in the flashback, six years prior, um, this was a Jedi test, and, and he's working with his Padawan, who is one of the captured Jedi... Um, she's a Jedi Knight now. We we got that in. Was that in episode one of this? That was an issue one of the of the High Republic books. Um, so she was captured. No, no, no. When she was made a Jedi Knight. Correct. Yeah. Yep. That was issue one. I am. I'm, I'm. It's actually. It's becoming easier for me because I've read or listened to the books, but I'm I'm physically looking at the images for the comic book. So if I can see the image, I know it came from a comic book since High Republic doesn't exist as imagery anywhere else. So that's how I remembered it. Um, so she is a Jedi Knight now, but obviously this is when she was his Padawan, and he's working with her to jump a very far distance. Um, and we've kind of seen this before in another yeah. book. Um, with, yep, with a different Padawan. Yep. Uh, they were doing the fall to like guide yourself down. This is the jump all the way across the vast distance, and she doesn't make yeah. it, but he catches her. and. It. She's going through all of these, you know, kind of emotions, and she says, he was my rock, my universe. She's just thinking back to how always, always, uh, how he's always there for her. He's always supportive, he's always teaching, and he immediately says, hey, we're going to try again. Um, and what's his line about the force takes time or something like that? The light side, pursuing the light side is, is not quick or something like that. Yes. That's, that's an important line for later in the, in the book. 
Yes, he says. Um, gosh, what did he say? You there are no, there are no shortcuts on light's right. path. We strive, we repeat, we succeed. Now, shall yep. we try again? So no. that's that's where we're at. Um, so they're all trying to reason with him, and he's like, "I'm not with uh, you." You, I'm you with almost them. got it right. You, it is. It says there are no sh- shortcuts yeah. on light's path. I was gonna say. We <laughs> strive, we repeat, we s- succeed. There you go. Yeah, now that's thanks. the correct word. <laughs> Our podcast <laughs> listeners probably ooh, really ooh, appreciated ooh, that. Tim, I got a real-life pineapple juice. You got me? So, yeah, back in, uh, back in real time, they're, they're really working to try to convince him um, to... Let us go. Yeah, to let them go, to come back. Oh, um, wrapped up in vines. Yeah, they are. And he's got, he's got vines. Um, oh, and we yeah. see this at the end of the last, episode, uh, last issue. We talked about this before. His, his arm that had been cut off during a previous battle was now replaced by, like, Drengear, um, you know, tentacles or vines or whatever. But there's also vines, like, coming out of his mouth and stuff. Like, it's really, it's really wild. Um, and then they go into who they are. And so we start to actually learn something about the Drengear more than we did before. Um, that they were, they were galaxy-wide... Or they were moving around the galaxy, throughout the galaxy. Um, I'm not really sure. Well, I guess I do know. I, they talk about it, don't they? Um, so the uh, I'll get to what I was, what I don't know, or what I do know. The uh, so they were going around and just feeding anything with with skin and bones or meat and bones. They said they were harvesting. Yeah, it's messed up. Um, and they were eating, and then they partnered with, and it makes it clear here that they partnered with the Sith, which they mentioned in a book previously. Um, they don't actually say the Sith, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, they in do this show conversation. them, and it's cool. Um, and I want to I want to bring that point back up later on, but they say that we, um, others saw our power and reaped alongside us. So that was really interesting, um, and then of course they just they turned on them because that is their nature, and they ended up turning yeah. on what they called the the first of us. Uh, that who, Sith looked a lot like uh, who? Who did you think that Sith looked like? I thought <laughs> I wasn't it looked like sure. a Saj Ventress. I mean, I know it's not a Saj because way back in history, but I thought right. it was kind of cool. Yeah. Um. So they said they locked up the first of us, and that they all slept after that. And they called her the first of us. They called her the progenitor. I think is what they referred to her as. Um, so the whatever the first Drengear was, um, which I'd like to know her story. How did they come to be? Well, you know, like I'm actually interested in, in finding that out. But you know, did someone create Mama them or, or what? But apparently, when she was put to sleep. With these statues, they were uh-huh. all put to sleep. Which is, of course, the subject of the second novel in the High Republic novel series. Right, but that doesn't actually, that doesn't address this, though. Because in the second novel, well, how, I always yeah, assumed that they right. were awake and alive on whatever planet they went to. But that the ones stuck... It seemed stuck that way, cause, but I guess that happened after they removed the idols. After they, yeah. So, you know, and that's, 
So that's what I didn't realize, and, that they were all asleep, too. So all of them so, apparently were in slumber, and now they've been awoke, awoken, awakened, awakened. And they claim they can't be killed. <laughs> that was a tough one. The, they, that was the best that the Sith could do, was put them to sleep. They can't be killed. Um, now, I'll say this, too. If you go back and listen to, was yeah, our certain point of view, we covered... Uh, the first and second novels in the High Republic, and mm-hmm. the second one again, deal, Into the Dark, deals with uh, this very topic of like them removing the idols and basically reawakening the the Dringir. I really, really, really think that book benefited by this comic book um, because if you go back and listen to our certain point of view's coverage, I wasn't too hot on that novel. However, the visuals provided by this book suddenly I was like, okay, this is actually really cool. Yeah, I don't know if you had a similar uh, experience, but like, because they talked about okay, they're the idols, and they're we know they're Sith in origin, and we're gonna take them out of this uh, abandoned space station and take them back to the temple on Coruscant. We're gonna cleanse them. This is all from the book Into the Dark. Um, isn't that the name of it, Into the Dark? Yeah. But anyway, um, and then once they get them back to Coruscant, they're like, no, these aren't emanating like evil Sith power. These were designed to prevent evil from emerging. Dun, dun, dun. Right. So and that's where this comic book picks up, is those idols have been removed and the Dringir have been loosed. Um, but without those visuals, the book, I don't know if it's... For whatever reason, the book didn't do it for me, but the comic book did. Yeah, this is Because they actually really showed well. the images. And yeah. there, are two, there are two other pieces. First of all, the Dringir, um do have some, have some dark side flowing through them. Whether they're actually like Force users is, is not... It doesn't seem like they can use the Force the way we traditionally see it. But there is, no. they are definitely um, dark side creatures, sort of like the cave on Dagobah, strong with the dark side. Like they seem to be, um, you know, they seem to have the dark side within them. However, that works. But the other image that's really cool is back to when they were talking about the Sith, when they actually show the four statues that are holding yes. them in place and putting them to sleep. Did you notice yep. what was below that? I we can't say see that I did. In this image, just in this image, and the implication yeah. from this image is that there are a lot more. Uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, 22, 23. Oh, it's like <coughs> 23 hooded figures. Yeah. <clears throat> so this implies that this is before the rule of two, and we're talking about. Um, yeah, this is the Sith of Empire, the Sith. clearly. So. Yeah. Very cool. Um, just just some neat stuff. Give some hints into what we could see later on. You know, all these... Just... Just all these things. So, that's... Yeah. that's I, I very much benefited from the visuals. Because the book... You and I actually talked about this on our certain point of view. Um, they were talking about these idols, and at first, like, it was confusing. Are they tiny? Are they big? What Like, they just didn't do a good job describing them. So having the artwork show them is like... This is really cool. This actually, it reminds me of like the, uh, on a smaller scale, it reminds me of like the the kings of Anor, uh, you know, from Lord of the Rings that, that protect the Anduin River. Um, they're, they're these gigantic statues of these hooded figures um, lining this hallway, and it was gorgeous. Um, and it was created by the Sith. And I I very much appreciated the, the visualization. Like I said, there's a lot of images in this comic book that I'm like, I... I was inspired by as an artist. So, good stuff. Yeah. Um, And I want to say, I think it was... I hope I'm not wrong. I know that I definitely enjoyed the last episode that I heard by this other podcast, so I don't mind 
mentioning them anyway, but I'm pretty sure it was their podcast um, called the Galactic Podcast, where Gal is all capitalized. Um, and they did an episode. It was theirs. Good. Um, they released it March 26th. Uh, when they did their book review on Into the Dark, <clears throat> they didn't... So most of the pieces of Into the Dark that I didn't like, they actually didn't address. So most of what they said I agreed with, but they brought up a couple of things. There was one big thing that I, that I didn't agree with, um, but they talked about... Um, what's the... Who's the rock? Um, <laughs> Geode. Stone. Yeah, Geode. <laughs> because we weren't big fans of Geode, and the two of them read this book... Actually, one of them said that they listened on Audible. That always catches my attention when I get someone who listens on Audible and podcasts about it. Um, like I do. Because, yeah, exactly. That's how I read a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm doing hand quotes here, read a lot of these books. And, but they were talking about Geode, and they they fully saw Geode as, as, the, um, as the comic relief of these books, of that book. Um, and huh. viewing him from that I, well, sense. Well, he's hilarious. Well, it's 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 better um, than yeah. if he were a serious character because we we struggled with Geo a little bit, but um, you know everything else they really had a, a really they had a very positive and and good outtake to the book overall. Um, if you want to kind of yeah. know what's going on, you can listen to ours. You can listen to theirs. You'll get the um, we had some good and some bad. They had a lot of good to say about the book, we so better. you can kind of get the stories. And those are. Those are two episodes that I suggest you listen to if you don't know what's going on in the higher public. So we Could they move remember on. their names? What's that? Did they remember their own names? Probably. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so what else is happening here? So, uh, so anyway, so we are back we to... We haven't even started the story. No, we've been into the story here already. We're good. Yeah, so um, Skier. No, we're back on Starlight Beacon now. And this is a... Uh, uh, they're doing an autopsy on the hut body. Yeah, and there's, there's not a whole lot to talk about here. They say he died by um, having something, you know, put into him. Basically, it's it's small, like, roots being put yeah. into him. Despite that he had been, like, shot, poisoned, stabbed, and, like, all the stuff that happened to him, they're like, nah, none of that killed him. It's these little root things in his blood system. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they burst forth as a giant, as a drenger coming out. Um, they kind of explode out of this hut body, which is a, a pretty graphic little scene. I think it's neat. Um, you know, just a, uh, the aliens. sound effect. The sound effect shown for anybody who's not reading it is slurk, s l l u r k. That's the noise that it makes when a drengear bursts from the belly of a hut. Um, so, that's some helpful information. Uh, then we jump right back in and we get uh, uh, Trennis talking to Skier and trying to convince him to to break free of yeah. this, this dark side hold and Avar, come back. Chris and and Reeve are trying to convince him and they, they it actually tells Avar Chris to shut up and puts a tendril over her mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is where they're going, feed, feed, feed. And he says, I, you, you don't understand, my former apprentice. I did need to do it. This was important so I could dun, understand. Dun, dun. Well, she pulls the line we mentioned earlier. You know, yes, she you does. You need to follow the light side in order to succeed. And, 
And then he says, "What does he say?" You're 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 right there. Oh, uh, before that, um, we get uh, oh. Sarah, who's being a little um, pessimistic here. It's hopeless, which I get. You know, it's his the well, yeah. Uh, what is it? It's, which one is here? Sarah's here, right? Yeah, Sarah's twin is Carrot. Karis. It's the backward spelling, either way. Right. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, and I assume that there's there's pessimism here because I was wondering where the, the twin, twin was it during all this. Didn't oh did I didn't remember that. I remember them oh, being or, on the ship and being injured. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe Tarek's still alive huh. on the ship. I thought Tarek died. Maybe not. Maybe Tarek did die. <laughs> to look back at that. Um, but either way, Sarek is not. Liking it, yeah. Sarah's very much. Uh, we're all doomed. It doesn't matter. You can't defeat the Dringir. Yeah. And given the fact that the Sith could not kill the Dringir, all they could do is lull them to sleep for a while. It does seem like things might be hopeless for Seems our pretty intrepid hopeless. heroes. Um, which is specifically yeah. stated as hopeless. Uh, but uh, Skier has other things in mind. He says, "I yeah. did need to do it to understand the true nature of these dun, beings." Dun, dun. And then all of a sudden, "Fwish" uh, is our sound effect. I'm gonna start doing Fwish. sound effects on here based on what's read because I think that's awesome. Fwish. Fwish. And Thrush comes after that. Fwish and Thrush. And all of these Dren gear are lifted out of the ground, roots and all. By who? How? By Skier. Um, and they yeah. they go scree, um, which I guess is their. Oh no, he's got us in the air. Um, he's got it. <laughs> and it frees everyone except somehow the little boy, who was with them. Yeah. And then we get another sound effect that says zzzm. Which is the Zing. lightsabers all lighting? So, um, except what are you for talking S- about? what did he do? Except for Serret, doesn't have a lightsaber. He just has a fist clenched. They forgot to draw his lightsaber. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, oh. um, they he he was he's not under their spell, um, and he admits to the fact that they almost overwhelmed him, but that he stayed strong with the force. He was actually. Ready to break free the whole time. He was just kind of blended in between. Like, it seems like he was kind of, you know, bouncing back and forth. And that, um, that Trennis, you know, really brought him full on back. And, uh, so then, is it here that he says it? No, not yet. Um, but they say they still have the boy. We need to go get him. Let's go. Right? Yep. Yep. Um, so he had inf- essentially he had infiltrated the Dringer. He had yeah. allowed them to take him over so that he could understand them and understand their weaknesses. And yes, and so he frees all the Jedi, but they still have to save the boy. And yeah, we have this action scene where they're all lit up their lightsabers and blah blah blah. Yep. And they cut for. But meanwhile, now we have a meanwhile. Now before that though. You're still connected to them. We need to get those vines out of you. Yeah, we do. And he says, nope. Yeah, he yeah, says, scared. Yeah. They are a part of me now, and I am a part of them. Yeah, um, he has infiltrated the Dringir consciousness because of these vines that recreated his left arm. Yeah, so this is really interesting, and I think um, I, my speculation is that this is going to be one of the big keys to them 
eventually full full on falling, because um, obviously the Drengear don't run over over on the galaxy. We know that what we know happens in two hundred years happens in two hundred years, so they're not going to take over everything. Um, so there's got to be some kind of downfall of the Drengear, and he this must have like some when, part in it. Was it seven of nines who introduced the concept of individuality to the Borg? <laughs> Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, eventually Skier has infiltrated the Dringier consciousness, which seems to be a collective hive mind. Yeah. Yeah. And he, that's why he's got to keep the vine arm. Yeah, okay. It's going to be awesome. Excited. Uh, we have a meanwhile with the uh, jerk, I don't know what he is. We'll call him he's the running mayor. the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Mayor seems fitting. And he's threatening the Rodian family who's uh, who were worried about their kid who got picked up by the Dringear. Yeah. He's threatening them. You shouldn't have told the Jedi about it. Why? What are you doing? You know we're not supposed to do that. And this is where we get to the artwork that I'm like, that yes. is so cool. This is where I was too. Yeah, because there's two scenes in this. Um, he's like, and now you're going to pay the price saying this. He's, he's like beating up this uh, Rodian father. I was wondering. And mother, if... actually. And then Avar Chris comes in. And she looks so frigging cool in this scene. What a perfect, perfect drawing of this yeah. character. I yep. thought the same thing. Like, I stopped and I actually paused on this drawing before I moved on. And was oh, just it's, like... it's a beautiful picture. Yeah. Yeah, she the, looks like a Jedi at full power. But yeah. Yeah. Um, um and the the motion of of her like she's in the process of walking to the door. The motion yep. is there, but the the stillness and calmness and also the intimidation of of a Jedi like everything yeah. is really present in this image. I completely saw all of that too when I first read this. Same here. I'm glad so this it is the struck one you did. both of us apparently, yeah. Um, um it, yeah, it's what what you see there is what we would call righteous anger, meaning like it, this is a very fine line and uh Reeves actually brings it up. Jedi don't kill because they want to, they kill because they have to. So if you've gotten a, a true Jedi to the point where they're willing to use violence, then this is a scary person. Um, because they're doing it for the right reasons. <laughs> um, but two frames after that, Skier, because the guy tries to run away. Right. And then Skier appears in the door, and we have a similar kind of image of Skier kind of in all his intimidating power. Um, so both of those boxes together are really fun artwork, like comic art. It, it's beautiful. Yeah. And you know what's funny is they also have... Um, you know, when the, just by, by you saying comic art, do you have it pulled up right now? I do. I'm looking at it. Awesome. So the top right corner of this page, yeah, with the guy I have running. Nothing to say to you. Yep. Um, that almost ha- first of all, it's it it definitely show it it gives that um almost that that comedic running away from something. Yep. Um, yep. He's got dust in his in his yeah. He's like actually raising dust as he runs. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's the and it turns out to be meaningless that he's running away. So the the comedic run kind of works because um, Skier's there and it's it's yeah the whole this whole it page wasn't a request. Like th- I enjoyed this entire book, everything that I read in yep. this book, um, but this page was just just perfect. Um, so he stops him, yells at him, and then we get another meanwhile. <laughs> Which is back on Starlight because they're like, "Hey, can anyone hear us? Um, we're yeah. under attack." 
And I'm really hoping, really hoping in the next issue that that Skier does something extreme at this point. Whether he uses the Force to reach out to Starlight and stop this thing, or he says, it's going to be tough, hold them off until I get there, and then he gets there and can do something. Like, I'm... I'm I want to see Skier come through and, and you know, take over um, the Dren gear. Yep, and I think that's where this is going. I hope we don't lose Skier. In a way that the I Sith... Bet, I, uh, I bet Skier's going to have to do some kind of sacrifice to take the Dren gear with him. Anyway. Yeah, probably. We've said it before. The High Republic is not shy about the loss of... Of anyone. Jedi. Anyone. Um, yeah. Okay. Now we get to a part that I didn't fully understand. Did... Yeah. When, um, so there's a, there's some kind of, of flying ship. Well, we're boat. not there yet. Yeah, we are. Hello? All right, so uh, we are back on here, sort of. I don't really know what happened. I got disconnected, and I'm in charge of the recording, so it was super scary. But I was able to hit the download button, and it says that it downloaded. um, And I am choosing to believe it. And we're going to finish this episode, (laughs) whether it's there or not. There's there's something here. Um, We'll see exactly what it is soon. Um, So the last thing that I got, you said... I said, meanwhile, we're back um, onto the planet, and you said we're not there yet. I said, yeah, no, because uh, they showed that on Starlight Beacon on the station, the autopsy has gone terribly, terribly wrong. I don't, you didn't mention it. Yeah, I did. That's what I was talking uh, about. I hope, I hope Skier shows up to Starlight to, to stop uh, the thing, or that he reaches out to them. Because the Hut's body is basically turned into a the movie Aliens and is erupting with all these roots. Yeah. It's so disgusting. Okay, yeah. you're right. And this, um, that trend gear is massive. It seems bigger than the other ones we saw. Like, I, It's a big one. Yeah. So. But yeah, the, the scene that I didn't quite understand was this next one. Um, yeah. With yeah, the, these, with the these, ship that like, came down. Yeah, start showing up. Yep. Yeah, and it looks like, I guess, like even, this whole scene was kind of confusing. Like a chain, um, check, check, coom, like this big chain comes flying out. Like it's an anchor for the ship, but there's no anchor shown, so I'm not really sure what the chain was even doing. Like, it was just a weird scene. Um, Skier says, ignite your saber. Yep. And she says, she says, And oh, um, who are to, these people that show up? To Kiev. But this was the weird part, because the top of the ship looks like, that looks like a Drengear on the top of the ship. That's what I thought. Um, but, but it's not Drengear who talk. Nope, it's a hut that comes out. And yeah, two Gamorians riding yeah. armored rancors. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, this this was wild. Because <laughs> um, um, I've always wondered. I'm like, you know, this this is always. I've I always know what you're gonna say. What? You're gonna talk. Go ahead. Go ahead. You you're talking about the huts I, I, and how? Yeah, can they be? maybe you do. Who cares? How are they so in charge of <laughs> yeah, stuff exactly. when they seem so physically incapable of anything? I mean, Princess Leia chokes the guy to death with his with the very chain that's holding her. 
Um, like he is physically incapable of defending himself. Um, yep. But now we see a hut in armor. So that's kind of interesting. This is not Zero the Hut. Oh my gosh, you remember Zero the Hut from the Clone Wars series? Uh, oh no. That, that, that's an imitation of Zero the Hut. For those yeah. of you wondering, what happened to Jim? I was doing an imitation. He's gone. We got Zero um, here now. The Armored <laughs> Rancor are awesome. I really like the Armored yeah, Rancor. Are. I think that's, this is a pretty sick looking image too. Um, uh, overall, you know who else even having... Like, the Huts have always been one of my least favorite characters. Yeah, because they and don't make a lot of And even sense. having a Hut here, this is still an awesome-looking um, image overall. So, what were you about to say? Um, who else had, uh, who liked to put armor on uh, Rancors and ride them into battle? Dun-dun-dun, this is the true Star Wars trivia. The Night Sisters, um, oh, the okay, people yeah. of Dathomir. Yeah, yeah, yep. So um, they come in and they say, "Wretched creatures, your planet is now the property of the Glorious Hut Cartel." Um, and I'm not really sure the relevance of this. And I've got to say, uh, you know, Rancors are big, but the Gamorians are just riding on their backs with axes. They're not really that intimidating. And I, you know, from what we know of the huts, I'm not real scared of them either. Unless a lot more comes out of the ship, I don't feel like the Jedi are going to have a whole lot of issue. Yeah, putting this this little <laughs> attack down. Um, as intimidating and as big as this picture looks, I can't see that being an issue unless there's a lot more coming out. So, you know, who knows? But <clears throat> it, well, the huts are obviously not in lead with the with the Drengear because. You say they're obviously not? Well, I mean, the Drengear killed one of them. I think they obviously are. Yeah, now, the, true enough, however, we got this guy whose name I've already forgotten, the guy who did the dust cloud when he ran away. Um, uh, what's his name? I always forget his name. His, yeah. His name it... is uh, Cal Sulman. Sulman. Um, he is clearly working with the Huts. He doesn't know what the word Dringir is. The Huts have allowed... This is my take, and this is all speculation. I think the Huts have allowed the Dringir to take over this planet, and Sulman actually worked for the Huts. But there is what appears to be a Dringir with the Huts in this. So while, yes, we know one Hut at least was betrayed and killed by the Dringir, I do think the Huts are trying to monopolize the power of the Dringir to try to expand their power. So I think they are in league right now, but the Huts have no idea what they've gotten themselves into. Yeah. Well, I look back, and it's hard to see, but it looks like their ship is supposed to replicate it, but I can't tell if that's actually a Drengear. It's like a giant plant on the back of that thing. Right, I but do. I don't know that it's alive. It looks like it's... It almost looks like it's a statue of it. Maybe. So, I don't. I mean, it's hard to tell. We, we don't know, but... I'm looking at the picture right now, and that's crazy seeing a hut in armor. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and they got skulls. Yeah, you're right. The Gamorreans look kind of silly. One of them's holding his axe in the air, but he's smiling. Yeah. It's like <laughs> he looks like a little kid. Yeah. Wee! <laughs> Yay! Look Wee! at me. <laughs> um, so High Republic number five. Um, it gives us a little message here at the end and says, "The Starlight Jedi's last stand. Young Keeve's choice will decide her master's fate." 
and dun, the dun, fate dun. of the republic. Every time there's a high republic book, um, the fate of the republic <laughs> the is, the is republic. every single I'm time. I'm the republic survives. And and <laughs> the force itself, right? A danger to the force itself. That dun, that dun, comes up dun. a lot too. In one of the concept, uh, not concept, but the variant arts for the yeah. next issue. Oh, yeah. That's a variant art for High Republic number six. Apparently, um, it appears to be Avar Chris yeah. riding on a Rancor. Um, the Get Rancor up, is not armored, not saddled, and appears to look a lot more like the one we saw in uh, Return of the Jedi. So it's just an interesting little variant cover. What do you think cover. about the fact that that Avar's title is the same as Cara Dune's title? Um, I think it just. <laughs> shows us how the Republic and the New Republic all use. Um, Marshall seems to be the the lead of an area, True. but hers is a, definitely but, a wild, wild west thing going on. Yeah, but Marshall of the of Starlight Beacon even seems a little iffy because that seems like she's supposed to be like the police officer essentially for the base but she's not she's something much bigger than that um for the entire region so it is it's an interesting title we should have a full episode about marshals because they're marshals of just towns and planets and now like whole regions of of galaxies so um what does marshall mean in the star wars universe that'll be marshall interesting episode um, especially with our with our Cara Dune talks. Oh, now let's talk about Mother Talzin. Okay. <laughs> now that's a topic for our certain point of view. Not yeah, it is. <laughs> I didn't know where um, you were going. Because so, that's the end. That's the that's the last uh, frame in this comic book. Is a uh, is a hut whose name we don't know, with battle armor, supported with their guards. Dun, yep. dun, dun. And maybe in league with the Dringar, maybe not. Yep. We don't know. So that's where we're at. Um, next week, um, I should say this week, this week the book uh, Bounty Hunters number, ooh, I want to say 11. I went and picked up the book. I just want to verify. Yeah, Bounty Eight. Hunters number 11 ah. uh, was released today. Oh. So next week we'll talk yeah. about Bounty Hunters number 11. We'll give you another little sneak peek into Star Wars The High Republic from IDW, which is not, again, it's not part of the same main run, but it's it's related. Um, we'll talk about that then. That came out last week. But Bounty Hunters number yeah. 11 is the focus of next week's episode. And uh, a couple of uh, closing notes here. Uh, of course, if you yeah. like what you hear, please leave yes. us a five-star review, a like, subscribe, how hey, how's show. it going? Reach out and talk to us if there's stuff that you think we should be talking about. If you things want about to the comics support that, our show, yeah, this is how you do it. Um, and we'd love to hear from you. There is a link in, I believe, each of our episodes. Definitely our Certain Point of View episodes. I think yep. I've got them in these Four Store Comics episodes too, but you can go to one of the others if not. Uh, you can leave us voice comments, and <clears throat> we'll put a few of those onto the show every now and then. So definitely... Uh, Reach out, hit those hit those buttons, talk to us, let us know what you like. Uh, feel free to let us know what you don't like. We uh, we will listen to it. Um, we're old guys. We we may or may not change it, but <laughs> it's, we we do take things seriously. Um, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> so, uh, goodness. 
anyway, um, that is kind of where we're at. And uh, this week on our certain point of view, we what are we talking uh, Gennady Tartakovsky's The Clone Wars. I think it's pronounced Gendy. All right, fine. Um, There's no vowel between the N and the D. It's Gendy. Sorry. Is it Gennady? Gennady. It's G-E-N-N-D-Y. Gennady. Gennady. No, there's no E, I, A. There's no vowel between the N and the D. I'm doubling the N, not the D. It's G-E-N-N-D-Y. It's Gennady. I'm going to be stuck with Gennady forever because you said Gennady first. And that's the first time I heard the guy's name. Gendy Tart. All right, anyway, Tartakovsky's 2003 Clone Wars series... Um, the, the Season 3, which is called Volume 2, was released in yeah. 2005. We'll be discussing Volume 2, that hour. Um, yeah. And also... And also, uh, Battle for Endor. Yeah. The Ewok Adventure, which is awesome. apparently, according to one meme going out there, uh, Palpatine described the Ewoks as Build-A-Bears created by Chuck Norris. Um... Yeah, still like not it. a fan of the Ewoks. You haven't converted me, but we have had interesting conversations about it. Which we have. Is the now, whole did you did podcast. you rewatch Caravan of Courage? <laughs> so, no. If you haven't watched it, you know where they rewatched Caravan of Courage, North Korea. That's because the government makes them. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I'm free. That would be I don't bringing have to rewatch it. Joy. I'm just saying, <laughs> I think you'll like it more than you think you like it. Maybe Even so. if you don't love it. And with that, um, you're obviously here till the end, so you obviously like this more than you thought you'd like it, even if you don't love it. That's my new line. I'm going to try that on my wife. You obviously <laughs> like me more than you think you like me, but you may not love me anymore. <laughs> What was it? The narcissist don't let the door hit you on the way back in. That's right. <laughs> oh goodness! I think that's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening. Yeah. We'll be back in a couple of days with our certain point of view, and uh, Papa Bear should be joining us there. Yep. Until then, I am Tim. He is Tim, and I'm Jim. Thanks for listening. This has been Four Star Comics from our. Our certain, certain point, point of, of view. view. Goodbye there. <laughs>